0: Welcome to Career Combat with your host, Kelly Combat. Get ready to learn how to navigate the career battlefield and achieve a flawless victory. Now,
1: here is Kelly. Well, welcome, welcome, and welcome one more time. This is Career Combat. My name is Kelly Combat. I'm your host today. This is show number two, episode number two. And as I said before, my name is Kelly Combat. The whole point of this show is to empower you. This is why this is on the Empowerment Channel. And what is this show about? If you are tuning in for the very, very first time, it's all about you. This show is designed around you. You tell me what you want to talk about, and this is exactly what we'll do. So topics just like I got the job. Now what? Or maybe I got the interview. Now what? I need a coach. Now what? Those are the kinds of things that we talk about. And this is where it gets real, folks. It gets really, really real here in these career streets. So you can kind of think of me as your career advocate. I like to say that I'm a gladiator. What does that mean? I'm a gladiator, kind of like Olivia Pope with the white hat, the gladiator when it comes to navigating your career. And it doesn't really matter if you're a solopreneur, if you are an entrepreneur and you have a really big thriving business, or it could be that you work in corporate. It doesn't matter the career choices that you've made. You've got a friend here, a gladiator, if you will. And so today's topic is, I got the interview, now what? What do I do? And today is just going to be us together. I figured for the first few episodes of Career Combat that I would be here just with you, building rapport, building what I like to call a relationship bank account. What in the heck is a relationship bank account? Well, what it is, is it's deposits, deposits that are being made, almost like you're depositing into a bank. I'm depositing with you that trust, that rapport. And as I'm building that relationship bank account with you, just with the two of us on these first few episodes, then you'll be able to understand the style of this show, and you'll be able to contribute and feel as if you have your trust in me and that I have your trust in me as well. And so, in terms of today's point, I got the interview. Now, what? I'd like to start with a background. What is the point of interviews? And if you're just joining me for the first time, just to explain a little bit about my background, I've spent over 20 years. That's 2.0. It's really funny when I say that. Over 20 years of experience working at some of the greatest companies in the world, Fortune 50, Fortune 500, multinational corporations in human resources, in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and as a certified coach. And when I think about that question, what is the point of interviews? It's really to understand Are you going to be able to do the job? Are you going to be able to do the job? And it really can't be determined just off of a CV or a resume or a cover letter. Well, first of all, who does cover letters anymore? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who does cover letters anymore or where it's required. But at the end of the day, we can't really tell just from a conversation or just from a resume received on email or or just from networking. What we can do is we can explore further through interview questions and interviews. So really that's the point of an interview is to understand, is this a person who is going to be able to do the job? And the best interviewers, the best hiring managers that is, they are the ones who are going to hire for attitude, hopefully, and train for skills. I mean, we're not talking rocket science here. We're not talking about sending people up in space, and we're not talking about brain surgery. In those situations, of course, we want to see a a lot of specializations and a lot of schooling. But for any other job, it's really about the attitude. And so in this show today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive very deeply into some questions so that I can give you that power, so that you can feel as if you're going into an interview and you're really well-equipped. With all of my experience in interviewing, I'm going to tackle some of the questions that you have been wondering, how should I answer that? What should I do? What's my way forward? How can I be crisp, be bright, be brief, and be gone? And making sure that you're succinct with your answers so that you're not scrambling because we've all done it. I know I have, and I've gotten that feedback where, oh my gosh, you could have done better because I ask for the feedback every single time, every single solitary time. And so what are hiring managers also looking for? They're looking for resilience. They're looking for confidence. They're looking for humility. I mean, who wants to work with someone who's extremely arrogant, who's extremely cocky? I know I don't. I'm looking for a team player. And I'm looking to make sure that I'm providing an environment of inclusion. So I'm looking for diverse hires, non-traditional hires. I'm looking for the kinds of folks who are going to not only do the job, but they're going to come to the job with a growth mindset. What is a growth mindset? It's where you're thinking blue sky, you're thinking about learning, you're thinking about developing yourself and developing others because I've hired people of all levels. So those are some of the things. I'm not going to go through the entire list of what hiring managers are looking for and what companies are looking for exactly. You can do that research on your own. I just wanted to give you Just a few things to think about. And so let's talk about how you need to show up and show out. Because we want you to be super, super authentic and real and show candor and vulnerability. But you don't want to show too much. There is a balance. Okay? There is a balance. So roll up your sleeves because... Class is definitely in session. Yes, class is in session. It's in session right now because I'm going to go over some questions that'll get you thinking and get the heart pumping, get that blood moving. How you need to show up for an interview. If you don't have the confidence, that's okay. Because we all have that feeling of imposter syndrome sometimes. It's just about not faking it till you make it, but it's just about believing in yourself. And I know it may sound corny and it may sound trite, but at the end of the day, all you have to do is just get through that hour or get through those two hours. And it's okay if you hang up from that video chat and you're feeling really overwhelmed. Just show up for yourself because you deserve it. And You always have this show that you can depend on. You can write to me about what should I do. I've got the interview just next week. What are the things I need to do? Two things that you should keep in mind. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you'll find out I am very big on acronyms. Very, very big on acronyms. And do you know why I am big on acronyms to remember things? It's because it makes the the story come alive it makes me remember it a lot easier so here are some tips and tricks two acronyms to think about the first one is wait w a i t wait what does wait stand for what is that acronym what am i thinking when you get that interview and i didn't say notice i didn't say if i said when You will get the interview. You will get that meeting for a contract with your business. What am I thinking? Or why am I talking? When you answer your questions that you're being given, think to yourself, what am I thinking before you say it? Make sure you've thought this out. Why am I talking? Or what am I thinking? Again, The goal is to be bright, be brief, and be gone with every single question you get. There's a balance. As a recruiter, I didn't want to pull teeth to get answers, just to hear three or four words. And I also didn't want somebody to drone on and on and on after I've asked a question. There is a balance and it takes practice. It takes practice, definitely. So what am I thinking or why am I talking? The sweet spot to an answer is three minutes. Three minutes. That's the sweet spot for any single answer that you're giving. Any single answer that you're giving, it's three minutes. It's not a rule. It's just a guideline. So keep it in mind, three minutes, and that's for any story, any example, anything that you're answering, three minutes. The next acronym I'd like for you to consider, because it's all a consideration, the next one is called HALT. H-A-L-T. HALT, like stop. (laughs) HALT, H-A-L-T. And what does HALT stand for? Hmm. What does HALT stand for? It stands for Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And you're thinking to yourself, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Kelly, what in the world? What does that have to do with anything? It means when you have an interview in general, I don't care if it's in person, if it's online, if it's whatever, if it's on the phone, do not show up to that interview hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Because at the end of the day, we know that sometimes we are hungry. Sometimes we're hangry. Let's be honest. (laughs) Sometimes it's a combination of hungry and angry. We're hangry. But do not show up hungry, angry, and lonely. We are alone a lot. But don't despair. Don't think of the loneliness. I'm not saying don't be alone. Of course, we're alone a lot of the times. We're born alone and we die alone, ultimately. But at the end of the day, it's so true. I always say at the end of the day, because that's the bottom line, everybody. That's the bottom line. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Because think about it. Really, really think about it. How are you going to show up, really knocking it out of the park for an interview, whether it's virtual or otherwise, how are you going to show up if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? So think about that. And I'll share a quick story. And of course, the name is going to be nameless. <laughs> and, and I will not share the name, but I could probably write several books on the interviews that I've held. And this example was somebody who was hungry. I was interviewing this person and they came to the office and this was their second interview of, it was two of three. So they were supposed to have three interviews in all. And that second interview, they came to my office and very cordial, very nice. I asked them to have a seat. And the first thing they asked, I said, well, do you have any questions before we get started? That's just you know, making sure that they were okay if they needed any water or anything. And the person proceeded to say, the candidate said, I know I probably shouldn't ask this, Kelly, but do you have any snacks? Do you have anything in any of your drawers, any, anything in the break room for me to eat? I'm really, really famished. I'm hungry. And I'm pausing for effect because I want, I want you to think about that why on earth would somebody ask for something to eat at an interview and i've been there i've been hungry before lots of times i've woken up hungry i've gone to sleep hungry and i've gone to interviews hungry but i don't encourage it hungry angry lonely tired halt so think about that think about how you're showing up for yourself because you deserve the very very best And you deserve to show up in your full power, in your full authenticity, and making sure that you are golden. Okay? So that's the first thing to keep in mind, wait and halt. And in general, think of an interview as a mini presentation. It's a mini presentation in that you want to be able to showcase all of your work show your work as they used to say when we were in elementary school you want to be able to make that resume or cv come to life in more ways than what any kind of ai could pick up on that resume that's your chance to shine that's your chance to really put yourself in the best light and when you think about the interview It's also a chance for you to showcase your personality. Authenticity is everything. Because a really good interviewer can pick up and read the room. They can pick up on every nuance and read the room. That's a good one. A good interviewer can read body language, can really read the signals if you're being fake, if you're just reading from the internet, if you're just providing examples that aren't truly accurate. true. That's really important. Show up as your authentic self. And I know you probably have heard that so many times. Be your authentic self. Show up with candor and transparency. And it's important because we want to be able to see exactly what we would be seeing if, in fact, you worked at that organization or if, in fact, you had that contract as an entrepreneur. So show up and show out because it's exactly what you're owed. You're supposed to be able to be comfortable. You're supposed to be able to be yourself. I mean, who wants to act as if they don't have their shoes-off self on? Who wants to be in an environment where they're not really comfortable? For an example, I'm comfortable with you right now. I'm sharing my experiences in, in the interviewing world. And I'm sitting here with my Barbie Crocs on <laughs> and having such a lovely time because I'm comfy, I'm cozy, and I'm being exactly me. And that's the way you want to be when you're in an interview. That's really important. And so after the break, what we're going to talk about are some specific structural things that you can do in your answers. I'm gonna have question by question posed up to you, and then you're going to think about how would you answer it if you were sitting across from me, if you were virtual or otherwise. So some structural things as to how you can frame your answers, how you can provide scaffolding or framework or a foundation for your answers. Because again, it's about being bright, being brief and being gone. I'll also have specific questions that everybody gets, every single person, it doesn't matter what you're interviewing for, you will all get these same main questions. And so thank you for paying attention and stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments.
0: America is on LinkedIn connect with us today when there is a war on talent you have to go to combat what is career combat career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice here you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving how do I get the job how do I switch careers how do I start my own business how do I find my career passion how do I find a great coach This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat wherever you get your podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the
1: show. That's a lovely reminder that you can always write to me or call with your questions. My email address is yes at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I-C-O-A-C-H.com for your questions. And you can also give us a call because you designed this show. This is Career Combat. And my name is Kelly Combat. And welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about structure for your answers in interviews. I got the interview. Now what? The structure of your answers is really important. Why? Because you don't want to just freestyle. And I love freestyling. I I like to freestyle rap. I like to have fun. (laughs) I like to have fun with my family. But an interview is not where you want to freestyle. You want to practice. You want to be able to do really well with your answers and to be succinct, right? So I have an image for you to remember. And here's the image. Drive your car to the library. Drive your car to the library. What does that mean? Okay, so I'll break it down. It's exactly not driving your car to the library. What it is, is a way of thinking about your answers, okay? So in an interview, when you have your answers, CAR stands for, I told you before, I love acronyms. It stands for Context Action Results. Context Action Results. Okay? So the way that you answer your questions with any interview question, whatever you have to say, whether it's uh, tell me about a time where you experienced uh, some kind of difficulty at work or interpersonal conflict at work, what did you do and what happened? Your answer should always include context. These are facts, not opinions. Could include data that would make it even better. The action that you took, because we want to see that you've led something. We want to see your involvement. Even if you didn't lead that project, even if you didn't lead that obstacle uh, in making it through, at the very finest hour, we want to understand what you did about it. And that would be the result. So context, action, result stands for car. That's why I said drive the car to the library. So the second part of that, the library, drive the car to the library. You want to drive home the car, right? You want to drive home the car in your answers. The library stands for a library of stories. And this is a really great strategy to have, everybody. So having a library of stories basically means that you have A lot of stories that you can pick off of your shelf to be able to provide experiences and all kinds of examples for the interviewer or hiring manager. The library of stories, you should always have anywhere between six and ten stories that you can, figuratively speaking, pull off the shelf. Because that way you're not scrambling. That way you're not scurrying thinking, oh, uh, uh, um, hmm, uh, I, oh, look, can you give me a second? Uh, I can't think. It's okay not to be able to think on your feet when it comes to interview questions. Nobody judge is judging you there. But what they are doing is thinking, wow, you've got all this great experience, experience that is popping off the page. Where are the stories? where are the examples so if you've already prepared those in advance then you're not scrambling and you can get to those three minutes and you can go into the context of what happened the action and the result of that story and when i say story i'm not saying make up something i'm saying get out a piece of paper put it in your computer put it in your tablet put it in your phone all the different stories that you have when you have the chance to prepare in advance. When you're preparing in advance for that interview, have the library of stories that you can pull for whatever scenario that they throw at you. It could be interpersonal conflict. It could be you're not getting along with a particular manager. Maybe you disagreed with something that your direct manager did. It could be a story about anything. Triumph, resilience, a situation where life knocked you down. How did you get back up? Give us an example. What did you do? Context, action, result. I think of stories almost like the mortar. The brick is really the, there's those are the answers that you're providing. The brick and the mortar. You have your content, and you have your stories. You have your content, that's the brick, and you have your stories, that's the mortar. That's what's building the solid foundation. So make sure each and every time that you are driving the car to the library of stories, because every single time, you'll be able to depend on that in your interview questions. So driving the car to the library of stories brings a bit of spontaneity, yes, because you've got your stories and they're coming to life as you're speaking of them. But also at the same time, you're making sure that your content is sticking. The brick is nothing without the mortar and the mortar is nothing without the bricks. So keep that in mind. And remember, we said before the break, Three minutes on average is my suggestion. Again, only suggestions here. Take with them of what you leave or what you will. It's okay. It's ultimately your choice in the matter when you're answering these questions. And so question by question is what we're going to do next. Let's talk about some of the very popular questions that you get in interviews. There are some doozies out here and some of them are as old as time. The first one, I know you're going to guess it. Tell me about yourself. Yes, tell me about yourself. And if you were thinking that one, then I'm going to give you gold stars all around. Yes, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself is the question that seems like, oh gosh, here we go again. Yes, it may seem like that. You still want to be prepared for it because I would say a good 90% of the time you're going to be asked that. That's how typically hiring managers, recruiters, people that are looking to secure a contract with you, they're going to ask it, tell me about your business or tell me about yourself. And here is not where we want to hear your social status, your dating status, (laughs) it may seem like, huh, why shouldn't I say that? It's a part of me. Well, that's not what we want to hear. What we want to hear is a nice high-level overview of your experience. And at the same time, we want to see your personality shine, talking about your values, talking about what your passion is when it comes to your work and your worth. What do you value in your career the most? And again, on average, three minutes for that answer. I've had it in the past where I've interviewed candidates and I literally was waiting for 15 minutes for them to answer that question. After 15 minutes of telling me about themselves. And it hasn't happened just once, twice, or three times a lady, it happens so many times, more than what I can count. But we all learn, right? We all learn, I've made my share of mistakes as well. And I've asked for feedback and I'm always growing. Do not take it for granted that just because I have a background in human resources that I didn't struggle with my interviews. This comes from doing the work This comes from being able to practice, and this comes from lots of feedback. I I take the feedback like it's breakfast, like it's a bowl of Captain Crunch. It's really important that I always get feedback because I know that I can always do better, and so can you. So tell me about yourself is not about the personal. It's more about take us through a timeline of what you've done Maybe if there's education there, maybe if there's certifications there, any kind of learning and development along the way. And you're picking and plotting only the things that matter the most in those three or four minutes. That's it. It may seem like a really arduous task of answering that question. It really isn't. It doesn't have to be. Think about this. I don't know if you've ever heard of the term elevator pitch. An elevator pitch is from the time that you would get on an elevator to the time that you would go from the top floor to the bottom floor in a building. An overview, This is the time that it would take for you to give an overview of your work experience. That's the timing. And it typically is about three minutes if you're going from a very, very top floor to the bottom floor. And this is going to serve you so well When it comes to job fairs, networking, shaking hands, all those things when it comes to putting your work out there. If you're a solopreneur, it really matters. Self-promotion is key. So what are you going to say when that person says, tell me about your business? Tell me about your experience? Tell me about you? What are you going to say? One thing I love to do is I like to really focus on the highlights of my career. I throw in a couple of winning points, and I always talk about my personality and my learning style. And I wrap it up every time. I'm thinking of in that elevator, how long will it take for me to finish speaking? How long will it take? And it took a lot of practice for me. And I would say these things by myself. I would speak to friends, family, even though it doesn't matter that perhaps you have friends and family, maybe a partner who has nothing to do with what you do. It's okay. Still practice because it definitely matters in you building this muscle. There is no perfect. None of us are perfect in this matter. It just is about incremental growth every single time incremental growth so think about that question tell me about yourself why it matters and what you're going to do about it in our last show we talked about intention plus action equals momentum and the only way that you're going to have manifestation or momentum is through intention and action You can intend all you want to be able to do well in an interview, but it also matters, your action towards practice, your action towards preparation. Every time I am intention plus action equals momentum or manifestation. So who's ready for the next question? Let's go, the next question And I got this from an email. Somebody wrote to me and said, I would love for you to say this in your podcast about this particular question. What do you need to work on? Or what do you need to develop? Okay, so here's a doozy. This one is difficult because it feels like a trap. It feels like a trap because why do they want to know what I need to work on? Hmm, well, it really isn't a trap. So again, here we're pulling back that curtain and giving you the real secrets here. It's not about putting you into a trap. It's more around making sure that we understand that you have a growth mindset, that you're not exhibiting a fixed mindset, that you don't want to learn, you can't be corrected, you can't grow, you don't want feedback. So have an answer prepared every time for this question. But don't be too transparent because we don't want to hear you say, well, what do I need to work on? Well, I wake up about two hours too late for work every time and I got fired from one job because of it. So I definitely need to work on that. (laughs) That's not the right answer. It is the answer of your own choosing. Make sure you're not that transparent. Anything to work on could be to delegate more, to not overwork, to continue the learning journey, to not beat yourself up so much. All of those answers are great because it shows that you're learning. It shows that you can read the room, that you're self-aware. All of those are, are the reasons why we need to know the answer to that question what do you need to work on and what do you need to develop always 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 have an answer to that because if you said i don't need to work on anything what do you think that says to someone i don't need to work on anything in fact i'm perfect (laughs) who is who is no one i'm not you're not no one out here in these career streets is perfect. No one. Okay. So think about that. It's not a trap. It's not there to get you stuck. When we ask, what do you need to work on? Or what do you need to develop? It's all about your being open, humble, and self-aware. Always have an answer for that and make sure that it doesn't go too far, but it shows humility and a growth mindset so how is that landing with you so far i hope it's landing with you really really well because these are the questions that we get all the time don't we we get these questions all the time and it's really just about preparation because it is key we need to prepare in advance we need to practice and we need to make sure that once we get those questions that we're not floundering. Once we get those questions, we know, I think I heard this on career combat and I'm ready for it. I practiced with my friends. I practiced by myself. I stood in front of the mirror and I feel confident. And our confidence, it peaks and valleys, it ebbs and flows. All you need is to believe in yourself with these questions and you'll be able to answer accordingly. And so we are going to take a little break. And in the meantime and in between time, after we come back, we'll tackle just a few more questions to get you really prepared and ready to go in case you're trying to land that contract or in case you're trying to land that big role. See you soon.
0: voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts when there is a war on talent you have to go to combat what is career combat career combat is your destination for real career talk and real career advice here you'll hear from the brightest and best in the business to get the answers that you've been craving How do I get the job? How do I switch careers? How do I start my own business? How do I find my career passion? How do I find a great coach? This show is designed around you. Your questions answered live. The topics created by you. What are you waiting for? Check out Career Combat, wherever you get your podcasts. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Career Combat with Kelly Combat. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141 That's 888-346-9141 Now,
1: back to the show. Well, welcome, welcome back everybody. It's so good to hear from you again. I'm so glad that you're still staying tuned. This is Career Combat and I'm Kelly Combat. And before the break, we were talking about specific interview questions. Things like, tell me about yourself. Things like, what do you need to work on? Well, the plot thickens and we're going to continue with more questions because I know that's what you're craving. Because if you've got the interview and you might be thinking to yourself, now what? What do I do? My goodness, I don't even know where to begin. You may have had a lot of lifetime of interviews, but sometimes they can be even more tricky if you're not out, if you're basically not in practice and you've been out of practice for some time. That's fine. It's all right. We've all had our ups and downs and We may need to, I don't know, build up that interview muscle again, and that's fine. That's all that we have to do is just keep working on it. I like to say almost like micro improvements, micro improvements, baby steps, if you will. And so the next question I'm going to pose to you is, what do you know about our company? What do you know about our organization? And here, again, the point of an interview is not to trick you or to trip you up. It's really to understand, have you done the work and to make your resume come to life. It's a mini presentation, as I said earlier. And so when someone asks, what do you know about our company? Or what do you know about our organization? This could be a question if you're trying to land a contract and you're trying to freelance with that organization or you're trying to work for them full-time as a full-time hire. What would you say? I got this question the other day via email and I said, yeah, that's a really good one because what do you know about us? What do you think the hiring manager wants to hear or the person who's handling the contracts wants to hear? They want to know if you've done the work, if you've done the homework. You want to be very well read. You want to be able to showcase the fact that you've done the research. Get nerdy about it. Prepare in advance. Look it up. Look up the financials. Look at their website. Look at all the things, the value statement, the mission, uh, some of their product line, if it's a consumer goods company. Whatever the company is, whatever the nonprofit, NGO, doesn't matter what it is. It could be a, a startup. Think about when they were incorporated, how they grew, stumbling blocks, the, maybe even the things that make up their corporate structure, their organizational structure as well. Think about that. Because this is what matters that you've done the work. If you've done your homework, think of this for an example. If I were interviewing at a car company and the hiring manager asked me, what do you know about General Motors? And my response were to be, huh, um, so I know you're a car company. And well, do you know any of our products? Sure. Uh, The, hmm, the Mustang and the, uh, uh, oh gosh, Uh, the Mustang and the Explorer. Yes, the Mustang and the Explorer. I really like those two cars. It would be obvious. (laughs) It would be obvious that I did not do my research because I wouldn't be able to think of anything in particular about General Motors, all I brought up were two cars that were actually Ford Motor Company cars. Now I just made up that answer and I just made up that scenario, but I'm sure that that probably has happened. It probably has occurred where the homework wasn't done and the research wasn't completed and you didn't know what to say. Now, maybe it didn't happen like that. It maybe it didn't go that far, all that it takes. It doesn't really take that much because there's so much we can, at the, at the tip of our fingertips, we have the internet and all you have to do there, you'd be surprised as to how much information is out there. All kinds of things, annual reports. That's a really great piece of information and research. Financial sheets, balance sheets, company stock information, you can look at their news alerts. You can go on Google and you can check out news, things that have hit their PR or their press, their media outlets. All those things count. So making sure that you have an answer when they ask you, what do you know about us? Speak to the culture, speak to the values, maybe even speak to news that have that's happened to that company. All those things count. And if you happen to know some of their products, speak to that as well. Any of it matters. Make your choice. Choose your own adventure. So the next question I'm going to tackle that I got on email is the very last question that they usually will ask. And it's, what questions do you have for me? Now think about that just for about 20 seconds. What questions do you have for me? Hmm. What questions do you have for me? Now, if you ignored the hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and maybe you're hungry, maybe you just want that interview to be over and you think to say, I actually don't have any questions. My point to you is that I suggest that you always have a question or two lined up to be able to ask. It shows curiosity, it shows a growth mindset and it shows that you're engaged. It shows that you really care and that you want to know more because guess what? They are being interviewed just like you are. You have to have a platform to be able to ask them questions, put them on the hot seat Make sure that you take advantage of that time, everybody. Ask them what you need to know. What is the burning question or two that you want answers to? Because it's just not about answering their questions. They need you just like you want this job. And maybe you don't want it. Maybe you're a passive candidate and they reached out to you. That happens a lot. So you need to be impressed. You need to be really informed. You need to be inspired. So what are good questions to ask, you might be thinking? There's so many answers that you could provide here in terms of those questions. You could say, I'd like to know more about your culture. Or... I would love to ask you what inspires you to still work here. I'd like to understand your career development and training program. I noticed that your financials last quarter were off from the previous year. What lies ahead when it comes to your financials? I understand that you're expanding into three new countries. I'd like to know more about that. Any of those questions would do. What you don't wanna do is have only one question and that is, do I get a corner office? Do I get a company car? Tell me about the pay cycle. If that's your only question There is no curiosity about anything else. Pay matters. And in a lot of states here in the United States, pay is transparent. In some states, it's the law, and that's a great thing. I love that progress. I'm just trying to make sure to suggest to you that you consider making sure that you take advantage of that time when the person says, what questions do you have for me? So think about that. What questions do you have for me? I know when I used to sit across from candidates, whether online, on the phone, or in person, when someone came with their notebook or with their phone and they swiped up and then they said, oh yes, I actually documented a few questions right here in my phone, that's impressive. I've even had people look me up on LinkedIn, and they said, I see that you went from this company to this company. Tell me about the difference in the journey. What was the culture like for you when you landed here? How was your onboarding? Or what would my first 90 days look like when it comes to the onboarding plan? How am I supported when it comes to career growth? What is the structure when it comes to succession planning? There are so many questions to to be able to ask when you get that mic passed back to you. So many questions to explore. Put on your Explorer hat and get real because those questions matter. And as a reminder, You are interviewing them just like they are interviewing you. And I think it's a 50-50 split. A lot of interviewers would think, oh, they need this job. Or we're the ones that need to be impressed. Not true. Not true. It is a 50-50 deal, everybody. A 50-50 deal when it comes to interviewing. You have to be prepared, yes, but they should be too. They should be able to speak to the diversity of their board or maybe lack thereof. They should be able to speak to any kind of information on their sustainability and the future of work when it comes to their organization. They should be able to speak to all of those things. Right? Think about that. Think about all the things that we covered today. Think about all the questions. Tell me about yourself. Think about the question of what do you need to work on. Think about the question of what do you know about our organization. Think about the framework that we talked about, driving the car to the library of stories. Think about, wait, why am I talking? And of course, halt, don't interview if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. All of those things are really great suggestions to think about. I hope that you enjoyed all the things that we talked about today. We covered a lot. We covered a lot of ground in this second episode of Career Combat. This is what it's like to be able to have a gladiator by your side to be able to tackle some of the really, really wildest things that we experience in life and most stressful. And speaking of really valuable topics, next week we're going to tackle I need a coach, now what? I need a coach, now what? Absolutely, that is going to be what we're going to talk about. And you can always write to me, yes, at kellycoach.com. That's Y-E-S at K-E-L-L-I coach.com. And you can always call in to design this show. And I'm gonna leave you with one thing to think about. One thing to think about. Don't think of your past as a place of residence. We don't want to live in that zip code, right? Think of it as a place of reference. Your past is only a place of reference, not a place of residence. I want to thank you for paying attention and for tuning into this second episode of Career Combat. And until next time, folks, really, really protect yourself. Your peace. See ya. Thanks for
0: tuning in to this week's episode of Career Combat with Kelly Combat. We hope we've given you the tools to navigate your career quandaries. Until we talk again next week, have a beautiful week.